Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sports Ball Hour podcast. This is uh, Ethan Shep. Evan Sillick. Today, we're doing week five reactions. Uh, first game was a Thursday night game, which was... Week four reactions. Oh, yeah. Week four reactions. My bad. Um, which was a highly anticipated Broncos versus Jets Thursday night football game, which actually started uh, Joe Flacco uh, for two plays uh, when <laughs> Sandano went to the blue tent for his shoulder. Uh, Broncos won this game 37-28, to even with their third string quarterback ripping throwing to the wrong team in the second half and trying to throw the game but the Jets lackluster offensive performance by Adam Gase and their defense being terrible they still lost 37-28 yeah it's just solidifying the fact that they're the worst team in the NFL yep uh, next game is Saints and Lions Saints won this game 35-29 to uh, I was just excited to see Galladay get back on the field and Stafford actually be able to put up some points with Galladay so I was just glad to see Galladay back and actually be able to run around. It was, I mean, obviously that's fantastic, and they were able to utilize their three back, uh, the the trio of the running backs they have, and then also like that. I think the Saints played a, a really good game in offense, and then their defense was a bend not break and near the end, and was able to get hold out and get the dub. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is finally like learning the offense. I think because like the first two weeks, especially against the Raiders, he struggled. Uh, but he had six catches for 93 yards. And he's just kind of, like, stepping in for Michael Thomas as he's still out with the ankle sprain. Um, and it's just the first time, like, Manchester actually, like, came through for the team. And Alvin Kamara continues to ramp up and show that he's probably the number one threat on the team until Michael Thomas returns. Yep. So, uh, next team is uh, Chargers Buccaneers. Uh Herbert played pretty well, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, they did kind of fall apart in the second half, though. And Tom Brady pulled a Russell Wilson and threw five touchdowns to five different receivers uh, for the win. Buccaneers win this game 38-31. Yeah, um, I just it's good to see that Justin Herbert's just continuing every single week and proving uh, this Buccaneers defense is no joke, and he dropped three touchdowns, so that's fantastic. Um, but I also, like, you got to give the props to Brady. He just showed his experience and his ability to throw the ball and was able to throw for five touchdowns. Yep, he was the NFC Player of the Week, which makes sense when you throw for five touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, next is Jags-Bengals. Uh, this is Burrow's first win. And uh, both Burrow and Herbert uh, have surprised me of how like good they are so fast. Uh, like Yeah, we saw Herbert against Mahomes take him to overtime, and then yeah. we see him uh, take Brady, almost beat Brady, but end up losing in the first two games. So uh, it's pretty impressive. And then Joe Burrow... He just got his first win after tying the Eagles, uh, and it's kind of showing that the Jaguars, we won winning over the Colts, which is kind of a fluke that they're still the same Jaguars that we expect them to be, now sitting at 1-3. and three. Yeah. Uh, it just, I think that Joe Burrow was able to lead this team as he's been trying for multiple weeks, but the, the big thing was their defense was able to get a turnover or two, a turnover, and that was just game-changing because they got the ball back into Burrow's hands, which hasn't really happened in the past weeks. So it was pretty big to just allow him to touch the ball more and allow him to just feed the multiple wide receivers they have, sample the tight end, and Nixon's able to get get off the ground and uh, show that he can be a dominant rusher. Yeah, and then one other thing on the Bengals is just that uh, A.J. Green had one catch for three yards. Uh, he's just really been a disappointment this season. Um, I know I was excited to see Burrow, at least, like, he had been struggling with the quarterback they had. He didn't play at all last year, and then he was been struggling with the end of Andy Dalton. So I was excited to see him with Burrow, and 
So far, AJ Green has given this offense nothing. Um, and, so it's kind of a shame to see. In his defense, you're, you're correct. He should definitely be more than one reception, but he's also been playing through injury. Yeah. All right. But th- that, that, only, that it can only cut you so far. That's still one reception for three yards. Yeah. Uh, next game was the Battle of the Winless. The Vikings and the Texans play each other. Uh, Cook, Thielen, and Jefferson all great games. Cook rushed for 130 yards with two touchdowns. Adam Thielen had 114 yards with a touchdown. And Justin Jefferson 100, had 103 yards. And that was just enough to outdoor Sean Watson by himself. And for me, this was like, just, just feed Dalvin Cook. They gave, they gave the ball to him 27 times. He had 130. He had 130 yards and two touchdowns. Like, just feed the man. Yep. He's going. He's going to make sure he, your ball isn't turned over, and then he's going to get you touchdowns. And then Kirk Cousins was able to put put together a pretty good game. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I write a score for this one. So Vikings won this one, 31 to 23. And just in, just in case for the Bengals game, Bengals won 33-25 with the Jaguars. Uh, the next game we're going to talk about is the Seattle Seahawks and the Dolphins. Seahawks won this game, uh, 31 to 23. In a game to me that looked like they weren't even really trying, and they still won the game in the second half. Uh, Fitzpatrick had a decent game, but uh, once again, Russell Wilson just kept composure and keeps putting points on the board. Yeah, I mean, it's very hard to beat Russell Wilson when he's playing MVP caliber, and they also weren't able to get a lot of pressure on him. He was able to just sit in the pocket and make easy passes around the field. So overall, if you don't get pressure on Russell Wilson, he's going to make sure that you lose you lose that game. And I feel like the Dolphins' uh, offense looked pretty good, but there's definitely some flaws in it. I think uh, Preston Williams is starting to pick up, but he's overall been pretty slow. So it's gonna be I think a big part of it will be if he can get going in the next following weeks. I agree. Um. Next thing we're going to talk about is Browns-Cowboys. And uh, this game was a super high-scoring game. Browns, uh, yep. 49 points to the Cowboys, 38. Uh, Baker Mayfield had a pretty good game, 165 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Jarvis Landry had an amazing dime, 37-yard throw to uh, Odell. And Odell had two rushes for 73 yards in the touchdown and five catches for 81 yards and two touchdowns receiving. So he had three total touchdowns uh, on the day. This was his kind of his big breakout game for the Browns, where he really just took over a game. He didn't do it yeah. at all last year, so I'm not the biggest Odell fan, but it was nice to see he finally broke through and had a real big game. Um, so I'm sure that uh, Browns fans are ecstatic to see that. And um, Dak also played his heart out. Man had 502 yards for four touchdowns, one interception. Uh, one interception. He had crazy good stats, but they just have no defense. Has been the story of their season. Uh, yeah. And even when the Cowboys had something good, like they blocked the PAT for the Browns, the Browns picked it up and ran in there for a two-point conversion. <laughs> so, like, it was just that kind of day yeah. where, like, even when someone makes a play on, takes away a point for the Browns, they get rewarded with two more. So, uh, it's had to be super frustrating for the Cowboys, especially for Dak. And then uh, Nick Chubb went down, and then Cream Hunt stepped in. And there was li- it, it didn't even look like there was a change in the tempo. They just picked up right where they left off. So, it was just kind of, the Cowboys defense, obviously, Cream Hunt is a beast, so he's going to run around and run through it and get the yardage, but the Cowboys defense inability to stop a second string was just, it's just sad, because yeah. we were so, we were so hot on the D-line, Yeah. and they've literally been, the, probably, other than their secondary, the weakest part. Yeah. Uh, next game is going to be 
Cardinals Panthers where the Panthers won this game uh, 31 to 21, and even with the high scoring offense that's run by Kyler Murray, uh, the Panthers even without Christian McCaffrey uh, keeps showing that Teddy Bridgewater is finding ways to win. Um, I think what he beat the Chargers the week before, and then he beat yeah. Cardinals this week. So, um, two games that I they were not supposed to win, and he's just he's just showing that he's back and he's ready to play some football. And um, I can't be happier for Teddy Bridgewater. So, if I'm being completely honest, they're just sneaky good. Yeah. Like, if you if you if you were to tell me the Panthers are going to beat the Cardinals, with the how the Cardinals team is looking and how how much of a scoring team they are, I'd laugh in your face. But week this has been the second week. Yep. Where they're just winning yep i just i mean pray they're playing with a team that has probably lack in my opinion a lack lackluster defense and a lackluster offense other than uh apparently mike da- mike davis's ability yep. to step in mike davis has stepped in great for mccaffrey has just been yeah and then dj moore has been able to pick up and actually prove that he's a wide receiver one and then uh rob robbie anderson yep who is currently one of the top five leaders in passing yards so no, yeah, he's just making it. He's making them both get pretty, pretty much. They're both having their best season ever. Yeah. And even when the CMC goes down, you think all hopes lost for a team that most people didn't have much hope for either. Um, Mike Davis steps in, and you just keep going. And um, Teddy Bridgewater has been playing like his first two years in the Vikings. Yeah, he had that and, nice uh, rushing touchdown. Yeah, um, that was the first one in three years. Yep. So uh, we're both Teddy fans. I, I didn't. I don't think we, either of us were high on this team just because like. We didn't really think they had the skills for it, but I'm I'm happy to see Teddy Bridgewater winning, and I'm fine if he keeps doing it. All the power to him. Yep. Next game is Rams. Oh, not Rams. Ravens versus Washington. The Washington football team. Ravens won this game 31 to 17. My big takeaway in this game was that uh, I thought the Ravens could have pulled away a lot uh, further in the first half. Uh, Haskins I thought played pretty well, but. I just thought like Lamar was a little off, offense was a little off, and that they could have. There was definitely chances in the first half to pull away, but they still end up winning by fourteen. For me, I mean, it just looks like the Ravens are slower than they were last year, in a whole. So it's just kind of, it's just weird to watch them just be, in a, just slow. Yeah. Because usually you see Lamar, bust it out to the side, try to expand the field, or. We use Mark Ingram up the middle, but he gets like ten yards. It just, I don't know. Obviously, it dropped thirty-one, so that's a good week for most teams. But it just for the Ravens, it, they just look slower. Yeah, and uh, Sam Cook dropped a fifteen-yard dime on a fake punt pass uh, <laughs> to com- to make sure that he still has a uh, perfect passer rating uh, in, in his career. Uh, Sam Cook. Yeah, better watch out. Uh, next game was Rams Giants, which Rams won this game seventeen to nine. And I thought this was the Rams offense, who has been off to a really hot start this season, was just extremely disappointing against this Giants like lackluster defense. Yeah. So maybe when Sean McVay thought said that he was really struggling game plan against his defense, he was actually being honest. When I thought he was clearly joking because I I, I, don't, I don't know what was holding him back, but golf. Kind of had a bad game. Like it just was weird. It was just not very high scoring. And the most exciting thing was Jalen Ramsey trying to kill Golden Tate on the field. So, and then after yeah. the game too, it was just it was kind of it was weird. In Sean McVay's defense, how do you game plan for a defense that literally does doesn't do anything correct? Like, uh, I don't know. You just throw it to your yeah, receivers exactly. or Higby. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Like 
I mean, in his defense, game planning might be hard, yes. But on the field, you should be able to expose this defense. Yeah, and drop a lot more than 17 if you're going to be a 4-1 team. Yeah, this is very, very interesting. Well, 3-1. Yeah, 3-1. So, yeah. Uh, next game was the Bills-Raiders. Uh, Bills won this game 30-23. to This is actually one of the most interesting games, in my opinion. Uh, it was an action-packed back-and-forth game. And... Uh, Josh Allen, the Bills came up on top, but uh, Derek Carr this year is playing, I think, a lot better than people expected. I think this is probably his second best ever. Yeah, I mean, like, he played really good on the Monday night game, but he had Derek Carr had 311 yards on 30, or he completed 32 out of his 44 pass attempts for two touchdowns. Uh, he just played really well. And Josh Allen, who also had a good game, completed 24 out of his 34 pass attempts for 288 yards and two touchdowns. I know some people think he's like an early uh, MVP runner. And, I mean, they won this close game. It was a high-scoring game. Um, that was a 4, four o'clock game, and that was definitely the one to watch. That was a very exciting game compared to the Colts and the Bears games. I 100% agree. Um, my biggest takeaway is the Raiders have found a lot of success in the tight end Darren Waller. And the way he just plays reminds me a lot of Kittle. He's, I don't think he's as good as Kittle, but I think he reminds me a lot of it. And I think he's a poor man's Kittle. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to have big weeks to come, and he'll continue to be their leading passing uh, passing leader. Yeah. And then he's also just going to continue to – I think he will be, by the end of the season, this is obviously an early prediction, but I think he'll be the, one of the top four tight ends in the league. Okay. Um, but also on the Bills side, I want to highlight Stefan Diggs. He has just continued to play week after week, dropping 100-yard games yep. with six receptions, 115 yards, averaging 9.2. So he's just 19.2. I'm yep. sorry, he's averaging 19.2. So he just continues to be the deep threat that they need with John Brown's injury, injury-prone self. Yeah, I mean, Diggs is just instantly kind of like uh, Murray and Hopkins have instantly clicked. Diggs and uh, Josh Allen have instantly clicked, and it's really helped, I think, Allen take his games to the next level. Um. So that's been really exciting to see. Uh, next game is the Colts and the Bears. The Colts won this game 19-11. This was a defensive matchup. And it's disappointing because both of the offense can't produce anything. And both QB play was absolutely terrible. Uh, Philip Rivers is once apart. Once again, like it's kind of falling apart, it seems. And then you have Nick Foles uh, like trying his best. But I, I don't understand what's going on in Chicago. I mean, like, it's been, the problem has been quarterback for so long, and I don't think either of these guys are the option. But they're, they're deciding the role with Nick Foles, so we'll see what they can do next week with him. Yeah, I'm I'm still in disagreement with the Nick Foles pick, the Nick Foles choice, because Trubisky led them to two straight wins. He fell behind in one game, which, yes, he, he had a bad game, but they benched Foles last week. Well, they benched Trubisky last week and put Foles in, and he was able to lead them to a comeback. But if that... If that logic's reigning true, if Nick Foles is having a bad game against the Colts, why wouldn't you put Trubisky in? Right. If you're going to be, if you're going to switch out quarterbacks, I would switch them out. Whenever one's playing bad, try the other one, and then if he continues to play bad, then mm-hmm. put back in. Yeah. I don't know. I but think it's like, just clear that Mac Nagy doesn't really trust either one of them. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he knows what to do. I would expect a pickup in the off season. Yeah. But. If you were, if you're, if you like to watch defenses, this was your team to watch. Yeah, actually, though, both defenses are really exciting. Like, I, 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 I don't dislike defensive games. I just dislike watching quarterbacks sit back and miss wide open targets all day long. 
Yeah, there was a uh, wide I really open. enjoy watching the Bears defense, and the Colts defense has been excellent this year, even with um, Darius Leonard being injured. They've been way better than expected. I don't know how many times I had to watch um, Nick Foles miss Allen Robinson on a deep fade to the right. <laughs> that was, it's just, come on, man. You got you to gotta make that throw if you're going to be a pocket passer. But, uh, yeah, and then watching Phillip Rivers throw away games is not fun <laughs> for me either. It's just. It's still got to win, but. It, against a better offense, Phillip Rivers would be costing yeah. in that game. The next game we're going to talk about is the Sunday night game, which actually was a pretty exciting game. It was yeah. Eagles uh, 49ers. Eagles, with the comeback win, uh, won this game 25-20. to 20. Uh, This was the game of uh, the battle of the injury-prone teams. <laughs> and despite Kittle's attempts, Eagles pulled off the win against Mullins and C.J. Berthard. Uh, Kittle had 15 catches for 183 yards and one touchdown. And then uh, rookie Brandon Ayuk had a monster hurdle touchdown. Yeah, that where, was where I we were me Evan and our friend Jeff were watching it, and when when he just hurdled, exploded when, when he hurdled, and I can't I can't imagine like Eagles fans watching that, but when that man hurdled him and scored a touchdown, it was crazy. It might be it might be my top play of the like hit, hit that and the Teddy Bridgewater uh, touchdown, and then probably the Landry throw to the left handed Landry throw. Yeah, that was pretty special, but. I, I right now, you could jump. Definitely top high. three play of the yeah. week. That was, he was it was high. That right? was absurd. That guy didn't even go for a diving hit. It was he was just trying to get a wrap. Yeah, and no Kittle and also Kittle in this game. Like I already said, his stats: fifteen catches, hundred eighty three yards, one touchdown. He played absolutely absurd. He was like the only weapon they had on offense the entire game. Yeah. And yeah. like man was just running over people. Fantasy owners were happy, but yeah, no, he it's was just great. And I just getting beat by the Eagles. As the 49ers is kind of just, like, taking a step back. They were Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. Well, they were in the Super Bowl. They lost. And then now, going into this week, this year, they're they're pretty much, the whole team at one point was injured. Yeah, no, At least I, every position, at least one of them. I think if they're injured. fully healthy, they're definitely in playoff contention, like we all expected. Yeah. But It's just a matter of how fast they can heal get, up. And yeah. they also have one of the hardest schedules coming up for the next little bit. Right. But we'll get into that later. Um, Pats, Chiefs. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about, this is the uh, the early Monday night game uh, where the the Chiefs won this game 26-10. Uh, at halftime, the Pats held the Chiefs to six points. It was 3-6. Uh, uh, Chiefs Chiefs were up 3-6 to six at halftime. It was another game where the Chiefs kind of started off slow. Um, and also in this game, the refs missed a huge call. Uh, they whistled a play down. Like, they whistled Mahomes down and played dead before he actually went down to the turf. And on his way down, he kind of flipped the ball out, and it got picked. And it would have been an easy pass return for a touchdown. But they called it back. They called. They whistled the play dead, so it wasn't even, like, challengeable because once the play's dead, like... It's done. Like, Mahomes could have just said, oh, he just threw it out because he heard the whistle. So it kind of cost the Pats big. And then in the second half, Mahomes put up 20 points and just kind of pulled away. Um, I have never seen a quarterback that just has zero talent. Watching Brian Hoyer <laughs> was like watching bread get dunked in the water. Yeah, and then Stidham came out and threw two picks as well. It was just... If Cam would have played the Cam game... Cam needs to come back. If Cam would have played the game, uh, I think it would have been much more exciting. But watching uh, the Patriots' defense kind of get on their home skin a little bit uh, in the yeah. first half was interesting, but then he came out and still scored 20 in the second half. I mean, you just you can't ask more from your defense. He They held him to six at halftime. Yeah. The offense needs to hold the ball longer. Yeah, you have to be really excited when you're when you held the Chiefs to six at halftime. But if they hold you to three, you can't be that excited because yeah, 
If yeah. you can't fire anything on offense, and then yeah, just I really wish Cam would have been in the game. I think it'd be if good. if it was painful to watch the Patriots quarterback situation. Yeah, and then uh, the later Monday night game when they both kind of overlapped a little bit was uh, Falcons Packers, and it's just Rodgers killing a bottom of the league defense. Probably Falcons and Cowboys are the bottom of the bottom. Uh, he was out. Uh, Lazard and uh, Devontae Adams was out. Yeah. So he just relied on his tight end, Robert Tanya, have a casual nine, 98 yards and three touchdowns because that's what Rodgers does. So um, they won this game 30-16, to 16, but this man was just straight up playing with the defense. Yeah, he was like, just... he, I remember like the play where he scored a touchdown, he like, runs down, he like, flexes in the camera on the end zone. He, it just seemed like, A, he was having a ton of fun, and B, like there wasn't a single moment where Rodgers was running around like – he that he just to. didn't, he just didn't have to try. Like he just out, he's outsmarting the entire defense. And the Falcons have already had injuries on the defense, and then one of their safeties towards Achilles in this game as well. So like, not only is this this terrible secondary and defense getting worse, but they're losing players as well. Um, and Rodgers like, did like slip on a play, and it looked like he like like fell weird and like hurt his leg, but then he he seemed to be fine and. Uh, there was no comment after the game. So I guess he's fine. But that was I was worried. That was the only time I was worried. Yeah, if I'm the game. Packers, I would still check it out because he has played through injuries like that before yeah. without telling anybody. But overall, I like it was just watching Aaron Rodgers do Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he just he knew going into the game, he knew what he wanted to do, he knew how to do it. Yep. So he went in there and just did it. Yeah. And thirty to sixteen is only a fourteen point difference, but this game was never close and never oh and never in shot. And also another thing to add, um, Calvin Ridley had zero catches this game. They tried to target him, but Jair Alexander locked him up. And Ridley has, like, been crazy good this year. And me and Evan both – and we both know how explosive he is route running. Now, Matt Ryan did miss him a few times. Yeah. Uh, especially one time, like, early in the red zone. Um, he was wide open in the end zone, waving his hands in the corner, and Ryan just missed him. But some respect on Jair Alexander's name. Man played amazing the entire night. So that's good for the uh, the Packers to see because one thing Aaron Rodgers has never had is a good defense. The, so. I think the biggest thing was no Julio. Yeah. That was just, I mean, I don't think the Falcons could get this game anyway. Yeah. But without Julio to draw out the number one corner, Ridley, I don't think is, I don't think he has enough reps as a wide receiver one yet mm. to even think about stepping up to that position. So being guarded by a corner like Jair Alexander is just a big step up from what he usually goes up against. So overall, I think this game went exactly how the Packers planned it. I didn't even think I saw. I obviously saw it a few times, but when he even when he audibles, Aaron Rodgers knew exactly what was coming at him. Yep. It was never. They never. It doesn't. It looked like they never caught him by surprise. Nope. So. Yep. It was a good performance heading into their bye week, and um. So yeah, that's been our. Week four reactions. Uh, this has been Eden Shep and Evan Silla, and this is a Sports by Hour podcast.